Interested in energetics, intention, alignment, integrity, and ethics? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Sacred Leadership Podcast. This space is for you to gain inspiration, wisdom, and knowledge from exceptional leaders to support you in your leadership journey. I'm your host, Amber Gordon, trained therapist and intention and alignment coach here to ask all the deep questions to get the raw truths. Settle in, take a breath, set your intention for what you're open to receiving from this episode, because it is time to drop in. Welcome back to another episode of the Sacred Leadership Podcast. I have a dear friend joining me today, Indigo. Welcome to the show. Indigo actually was kind enough to provide me with my most exciting bio to date. And so uh, to do this bio justice, I'm actually going to read this with a little bit of uh, intentional flair is what I'm going to call it. So everyone buckle up and uh, enjoy the ride here. Indigo Marigold is a former environmental engineer turned van lifer and eco-conscious brand identity designer and illustrator. After initially taking what she thought was the safe route and getting an engineering degree and fancy corporate job, Indigo found herself feeling unfulfilled, uncreative, and totally miserable. She was hit with the stark realization that she'd long been living for everyone but herself and had totally lost herself in the process. Through a series of terrifying trust falls, she let go of everything in her life that had been providing her with a false sense of security, and like a phoenix rising from the ashes, she built a new life from nearly nothing. She bought a van and figured out how to build it out, fully equipped with solar power and all the amenities. She started an online brand design business that allowed her to make the positive impact she'd long felt called towards. And then she hit the road all by herself to simply see where it would take her. Now she has gained her confidence back, tapped into her creativity more than ever, and lives feeling inspired by nature and her mission to help restore humanity to its natural state of well-being. <laughs> that was so good. Have you ever considered being a voice actor? <laughs> Actually, um, maybe thought about it a couple times especially since i um they got me this fancy new microphone for the podcast i'm like this is a good time uh, <laughs> side gig <laughs> right um although it's so funny like i've actually seen that like people who record like audiobooks can get paid up to like a hundred dollars an hour i'm like i think i would have a really good time doing that honestly um i would probably like they'd be like all right Amber, you need to like tone it down a little bit i can just see myself like narrating like you know a romance novel and being like and then she fell into the enthralls of his warm embrace and they're like oh okay like that's that's a little bit too much you're like coming in at a like 22 we need it down to like a seven uh so <laughs> i have i, I have, love it. i have thought about it um but really like you you gave me so much flair to work with i couldn't i couldn't not do it the justice that it was calling so, for you I'm just so have to read an epic way. bio in an epic way so <laughs> i i just appreciate that and i think that that bio is a really beautiful ode to your creative spirit and you just being willing to like go at things a little bit differently than most people and i remember the very first time i met you i was um enrolling for a, a different coaching program and I like turned on my Zoom screen and I see this gorgeous, I believe Colorado backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like who is this person? And uh, and you just did this call. And you're like, yes, this is my van. This is my backyard currently. And it was stunning. And uh, ever since then, you have just felt like such a kindred spirit that was like even before we found it that we literally are from the same place you're from bucks county pennsylvania um even though you've been all around the place and i have just been watching your journey and in awe of your willingness to just follow wherever it feels like you need to be led and if you don't feel led in any particular direction, you actually sit still, which is like something like none of us really do. And we definitely don't do it to the extreme that you do, where you will literally sit completely still by yourself in the middle of nowhere for as long as it takes for you to feel like you want to go somewhere else. Um, so I'm going to kind of like turn it over to you for a little bit because people at this point are probably like, what the heck is she talking about? Um, so give us a little bit of backstory. I know we touched on it in the bio, but 
How <laughs> did you end up being, you know, this glorious embodiment of what it really means to honor yourself? So thank you, Amber. I'm so honored by the way that you speak of me. Uh, it's a really beautiful reflection. So thank you so much. Yeah. Wow. You know, uh, all of our lives are so detailed and I could write a whole story on it. But yeah, I guess the best way to really summarize it is I definitely wasn't always this way at all. It very much the opposite. I used to really just be so feel so crippled by people pleasing and perfectionism and just would really live every day by just like trying to guess what other people were thinking and wanting from me mm. and then trying to meet that and yeah I just hit this point where I just was exhausted I was freaking exhausted and was just couldn't do it anymore and was like what am I doing I'm not living for me I was such a bright confident uh creative kid and that she was just gone and I just yeah really took a hard cold look at myself years ago and saw that most of my life was not in alignment with who I was and that just realizing that in a really hard cold honest way set off such a journey of being like okay well who am I and what is actually true for me and um yeah I think frankly just experiencing the exact opposite of that lit a fire under me to clear it all out and kind of start over mm. and so so yeah, and um, also what was so interesting was when I was working in an environmental engineering job, I had my studio apartment in Austin, and I was, you know, externally looked like I was in a great place, really successful, living someone's dream, and I felt so insecure and like self-conscious-wise, but also just sense of security and home and having my needs met felt so unstable. I felt like wow. this job that I had that I didn't even, that I really hated. Um, <laughs> I, I was, I lived every day in paranoia, like just looking around my apartment thinking, what if, what if I lose this job? Like feeling like, what if I'm not being a good enough employee and all that? Because I knew that I wasn't, my heart wasn't in what I was doing. I was just plugging numbers in an Excel spreadsheet all day. And so I feel like that really showed me that when my heart is not in what I'm doing and I'm not doing something that feels really aligned with who I am, um, that just feels like a really unstable foundation, even though I was doing what I was told was the secure route. Yeah, that's actually really interesting that you highlighted that piece of your journey because I feel like for most people, it's actually the opposite experience where, oh, yeah, because I feel like a lot of people might feel like something's out of alignment, but it feels so safe and secure to continue to do the thing that's familiar to them, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it feels like it's out of alignment, because they would rather stick with what they know than to go into the unknown. And it's really interesting that your way of experiencing misalignment, if we can kind of use that word for this um, sensation that you were experiencing was that because this was the thing that wasn't true for you, this was the thing that actually felt unsafe and un unstable. So I feel like that's actually a really, because I, you know, constantly I'm like, okay, like how, how does this person like go from having all the things to like, you know what, burn it all down, throw it all away. <laughs> I'm moving into a van by myself like that, yeah. you know, and so it's actually very, telling that you were given the gift, if you will, of that feeling of the thing that was out of alignment actually being unstable and uncomfortable and the thing that you felt like you couldn't count on because you knew it wasn't in alignment. Yeah. Like that's that's really cool. Oh, well, that's such a cool reflection. And yeah, that's such a, a great point. Um, 
Yeah, well said. I've definitely had that conversation many times where people are like, oh, you're so brave. How do you travel by yourself? How do you do all the things you do? And a lot of times my response is like, honestly, I really don't feel like I'm that brave. Like, I think it's just I don't I feel like I can't do the other thing. Like, I'm actually doing what in a in some sort of way feels easier for me. Not mm-hmm. <laughs> not in like, a, you know, there's obviously so many challenges I've had to move through to be able to do what I'm doing now. But like the deeper feeling is like, yeah, I felt uncomfortable in the the safe safe zone because I knew it wasn't right. And so, yeah, it feels like my compass is like calibrated in a different yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's like, that's really, really, really freaking cool. And, and I think also, you know, it's important to note for the story that it wasn't, you know, completely just like, okay, like, you know, let's close this book and like, you know, turn the page to something completely different that, there was a lot of planning that actually happened in terms of you making this life transition. I remember speaking to you about this and you were talking about how you would work your corporate job, you know, during the day and then nights and weekends you were spending on your beloved van Beluga. <laughs> <laughs> so actually it didn't exactly happen like that. I um I quit I quit my job before I built out the van. You did. Okay. Yeah. But you are correct in that it was definitely a long transition, like a multiple year. Um, yeah, from me first put setting the first step for me was starting to set boundaries with people in my life who expected me to comply like I always used to and just live for them and so that was actually the first step it was like the work began internally and in my very close Mm. interpersonal relationships and that was summer 2019 okay so you started with the you started with the hardest thing first that that sounds (laughs) that sounds about right okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) I guess so um yeah but like similar thing it was there was the point for me where I was like in this area of my life I hit the point of I can't do anything else anymore um, so yeah, like beginning of 2019 was when I started setting boundaries and experienced crazy backlash, like traumatizing backlash, um, kept plugging along. And so then, yeah, beginning of 2019 was when I started that and started to kind of live for myself more for the mm. first time really yeah. ever. And then the next year was when I quit my job. And so, oh, wow, I never thought about this way, but it was kind of like one year of setting boundaries, one year of quitting my job and figuring out what the heck I'm doing. And then the next year was building out the van. So, yeah, it took three years of just like totally trying to rebuild a new life before I went from people pleaser living for everyone else to being on the road in the van. (laughs) (laughs) And and I tell people this a lot where, you know, when we are really like, you know, cycle breaking, healing intergenerational trauma, when we are rewriting narratives, when we are rewiring our nervous system, like when we are creating new neural pathways, it's not like, you know, you are just like walking in one direction and then you decide to walk in another direction. This is like turning a cruise ship, right? Like this, this is like, (laughs) you are headed for the iceberg and you better fucking turn the Titanic around or shit's going to go bad. Yeah. That's like the whole reason that like the, you know, people in the Titanic didn't do so great. Well, I mean, there's the whole lifeboat thing, but like, other than that, it's because like they didn't get to turn the ship in enough time. They didn't Mm. because it is a slow process. And so this is where the longer we wait, the more catastrophic it can be even when we start to like turn that ship around. But even to that point, eventually when you get things turned around, it's going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of consistently going in the other direction that you want to go in. And it doesn't look like, you know, you're one person one day and then you wake up and then you're a completely different person. And it's also being consistent, right? Because especially like with setting boundaries, 
we are often in relationship to people who like raised us, people that we grew up with. Um, you know, we're thinking about the people who essentially assigned us our personality for, you know, lack of a better term. And yes, part of our personality is it is innate. It is who we are. But then there's all these lovely little like, you know, narratives that are placed on top of that. These shoulds and should nots and cans and cannots and who yeah. you are and who you don't get to be. And most of the time, that happens to us in relationship to what these other people want and need us to be because most people are not like, oh, wow, you beautifully, fully formed soul, you, so glad that you're here. What do you have to teach us, right? That's not <laughs> yeah. how we treat our children. It, yep. I feel like in my heart, that is how we should be treating our children. But most of the time, that's not how we're treating our children. We're like, oh, <laughs> you little idiotic sponge, you, you have no idea what you're doing here. Let me tell you how to be a human because I have it all figured out. Yeah, you right. do not. <laughs> Let me show you what's best for you. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just like, how well did that actually work out for you? For if we're yeah. really being honest, and it is, it is hard because a lot of times, because of people's own wounds, they will not accept you shifting or changing from the narrative yeah. or the identity that they assigned because it was the one that worked the best for them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They're counting on you staying the same. <laughs> right. And so that's where like I'm thinking back to this time in your life. And I have to be honest with you, it sounds kind of lonely. Oh, yeah. It's been terribly lonely. <laughs> it really has. And I am definitely not above at all the, the feeling of being lonely. I think it's just that instead of wanting to try to avoid loneliness, I came to realize that loneliness was a wound that was inside of me that no matter how much I tried to fill it with people and things and whatever, it, it was insatiable. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, just my journey on the road has really been moving towards that and facing it rather than um, continuing to live a life where I, I'm trying to avoid it. And so... Yeah. yeah. So what was that like for you when you first hit the road? Because we mm -hmm. we are given a lot of like epic tales, you know, <laughs> of people who are like yeah. lost in the wilderness or people who, you know, decide to like <laughs> embark on something like all on their own. And there is a lot of um, hardship and like you are so close to giving it up. Like I, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking like it's it's you continually choosing to lean into the discomfort of loneliness, to choose to lean into things being challenged because you you yeah. could have given it up at any moment. You could have been like, oh, this is hard. I'm just gonna go rent an apartment somewhere and like <laughs> you know, it's been real. Um, so what was that like? Just starting to get used to being a solo van lifer. Yeah. It's been a lot. I mean, I've had so many countless moments of wanting to give up. <laughs> and um, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I will always be honest. I, I really do feel like life on the road is glamorized in a lot of ways. And I mean, it's amazing. And that like those magical moments of opening my bedroom doors to like the most epic nature scene and all of that stuff is real and I get to experience that and it's been incredible and it's that's not the whole thing at all that's not the whole picture at all and I really want to communicate that to people um and give a more honest narrative around it and an honest look into what it's like because it's still real life and I know that there was it was a combo of me doing it because I knew that I needed to face myself, really. It was like the time that I decided to move in the van was after I really felt like I lost everything. Like most of my family relation, like romantic partnerships had a lot of friends that I wasn't really connecting with anymore. My yeah. job, my cat, like it felt like I lost everything. And so I was like, I need to just go be alone in the woods and face myself. So it, I was leaning into that. And once I got out there, I realized that there also was a part of me that bought into what I see online, this like glamorized mm. travel nomad, like 
I I realized there was a part of me that thought I would hit the road and I would finally feel the freedom that I'd been searching for my whole life. And I didn't. I really didn't. And I realized that freedom and security and all of the things like it's like I logically knew this, but I really got to experience how literally everything, including freedom, is created internally. And so I got out on the road and I got to face like all of my internalized capitalism telling me that I should be working all the time, like all this stuff. And um, yeah, it was really it was really interesting um, to see that. Yeah, mm. I come like my mental health comes with me on the road. All of the, you know, all of the, the wounding and all of the challenges that uh, my subconscious mind is still creating for me, like that all comes with me. And so, uh, yeah, it was what I expect, what I wanted it and expected it to be, like the confronting part, and also even more confronting because I was like, wait, there's no escape. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of both. It was yeah, it's been interesting, but it's also been so beautiful. Like I really, really have been through facing the loneliness and the pain I have really really been having the opportunity to build a beautiful relationship with myself and yeah it feels priceless like I just spent two months alone in the desert at the beginning of this year like didn't interact with another human in person other than the male, the person at the, the post office became my friend. And um, yeah, that I, I would say that iteration of isolation was the best one I've had yet. Like I, I felt like I was falling in love with myself and I was my own romantic partner and I was buying myself flowers every week. And like it was over, it fell over Valentine's Day and I was just really celebrating with me and it was really sweet it was really big progress um and like you said it's not an overnight thing I mean actually yesterday wait either today or yesterday marks two years since I moved into my van wow yeah I know it's crazy happy anniversary yeah yeah exactly (laughs) I love yes that's what I'm calling it too (laughs) thank you (laughs) wow two 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 years of being out on the road of being more or less alone I know that you plug into a lot of different you know communities that you community is something that you are um that you are a champion for. I know that, that you're not, you know, just like everyone needs to be alone all the time. Like I know yeah. like, community <laughs> is really important to you, but I think it's really, I, I'm, I'm almost speechless to, to be honest to the, with the people who are, are listening to this because uh, as you're speaking, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, could I do that? Like, could, could I do that? Like I consider myself to be, very mentally strong, very resilient. I actively seek out, you know, discomfort in, you know, the effort to uh, create a bigger window of tolerance for myself and like work on my nervous system and all that kind of stuff. I like, you know, I can do a cold plunge. (laughs) Like I can, I can do all that, but I'm really thinking like, could I do that? And my honest answer is no, no, I, I, I absolutely could not. And I don't think it has anything to do with like my personality or how I'm wired. I just, I think that that would break me if I'm being really, really honest with you. I really think that that would break me. And I, I want, I want to ask you why you, you think you bloomed instead of broke. Mm, yeah. Wow. Just taking that in. Yeah. It's a beautiful question. Um, I do feel like I've developed a really strong sense of resilience. Like I've been, I know you have too. I don't know. It's like, I, it's like we can't compare ourselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just been to such dark depths. I mean, I've spent years of my life being suicidal and like, yeah, I've I've really been to such rock bottom and still came out the other side. And 
saw that I was okay. And I've been to that rock bottom so many times that at this point, it feels like, what you got, universe? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm still here. I'm still going. And... It's like your favorite campground at this point. You're like, oh, here we are. <laughs> here again. Yeah. What yeah, you got for me like... now, Rocky? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, try me because I'm still here and I'm still going. And so, yeah, I, fe- I feel like part of it is the survival of Mm. those moments and now feeling like what can take me if I got through the darkest times of my life yeah and you know it it is interesting to me because you actively sought out the answer to that question Mm. uh so many people get an answer to that question because they go through you know chronic illness, they go through death, they go through abuse, they go through love. Like there are things that I know when I ask that question of myself, like, can I survive this? And then I think about all of the other things that I've survived and I'm like, no, mm -hmm. yeah, I can, I can. If I made it through that, I can make it through this. If I made it through that, I can make it through this. And I feel like for you, you almost really wanted to just like, like really fucking prove it to yourself. You're like, how bad can this possibly get? How hard can I make this? And if I can survive that, I can survive. It's like you really wanted to be fucking sure. You really wanted to know beyond a shadow of a doubt, like you you, you got you. And you sought that out, actively sought that out. And I'm, I'm also, I'm like sitting here, I'm like, that is amazing. But also I'm like, you know, as a mental health professional, I'm like, that's, that's, a little bit wild. Like that's a little bit wild. I'm definitely like, wild. Like, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, would I be recommending this to my clients? No, absolutely not. I would not be. But like, you know, obviously the fact that you you made it out okay and honestly better better than where you started. Um, and I'm not gonna say better or worse in the sense that you were bad and now you're good, but just yeah. in the sense that you you actualized your intention, right? Your intention was to really get to know yourself. Your intention was to become unshakable. Your intention was to really like ground in A, figuring out what you know to be true and then being able to hold on to that no matter what comes your way. Um, I know that you went through, you know, being so sick, like with COVID by yourself, like in a van, like this, this is, this is hard. Like what you are doing, like people want comfort and compassion and care. We seek that out. Sometimes we will prioritize that above being true to ourselves, safety, right? Like there, there are people who are in relationships that probably are not the best relationships for them to be in. But again, it's filling that need of companionship. Um, And so it's really hard for us as human beings to walk away from that because that's how we're wired. We are wired to live in community. We are wired to be dependent. We are wired to be interdependent. And we are absolutely wired for relationships. And I know that you're not you know, anti-relationship, but I think it's also like if we're going to take away the pull of that wiring, right? Like how that affects our need and who we feel like we're allowed to be because we are not willing to risk that. Who who really are we if that's not affecting um, who we're allowing ourselves to be, if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm also like sitting here in real time, like kind of piecing this together yeah. a little bit. So this is, this is a little bit of a less, you know, formal interview in the sense that like, I, I'm sitting here very wowed, you know, by, by this because I'm like, yeah, Indigo, she's freaking cool, man. Like, <laughs> you know, and I, and I am always been very much in awe of you, but thinking about this very practically, very, very, very practically, I, I kind of want to ask you like on those days where it's dark, you're at rock bottom and you're lonely and maybe you're sick and you don't feel good and you're in the middle of nowhere. H- how do you navigate that? How how did you get through those days? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. Um, the most consistent tool, if you will, that I've learned that has worked for me consistently um and has really brought me the most freedom internally is surrender and letting go Mm -hmm. and 
building a relationship with life just by like letting go little bit by bit and like kind of like the same theme of like then seeing that it was okay and I'm still okay and just doing that piece by piece has really been helping me build trust in life um yeah and just I've formed this I used to firmly hold the belief that nothing ever works out for me and like everybody's out to get me and life is out to get me and like like just the most extreme victim mindset you could be in and I've really changed that to a belief now that like everything is always working out for the better even if it fucking sucks right now it's still (laughs) moving in the direction of better um and yeah so just like I guess cultivating that relationship with life itself and then in those moments falling back into that like just totally letting go um anytime I'm at rock bottom and I just fully surrender and let go to the best of my ability like what's underneath that is the greatest relief and bliss that just bubbles up on its own and so yeah, like I really, I really believe that underneath all the crap is just this natural sense of everything's okay and it's all working out. And it's like, I realized that instead of trying and clawing my way to try to get there, I have to let go and like fall back into it. Mm. Yeah. and it's so funny because i'm like obviously the name of you know my business let go and lead is like yeah by accident um (laughs) yeah because i i too have found that to be very very true like the more fiercely i try to control and hold on um the less i feel regulated the less i truly feel happy or grateful or even just peace um, and that's where I, f- I have come to know that having that actual faith, you know, that faith that things really are for me, even if I don't like them, even if I don't appreciate them, even if they're very, very hard, knowing that everything is for me, it really allows me to let go and to flow with this human experience because it is is challenging. It is heartbreaking. It is painful, but it is all the other things on the opposite end of the spectrum as well. But that that's just it. It's a spectrum. And without the one side of the spectrum, we don't get the other side of the spectrum. And so I think that's where we as human beings are taught that we can only lean into the quote unquote good feelings. And then we have to like resist, push away or, you know, prevent the quote unquote bad feelings. And I really have been trying to embrace things like pain and sadness and grief um, just as much as I embrace happiness and joy and bliss Um, because they all remind me that I'm here and I'm human and I'm going through this and I, and I care and I'm feeling things so deeply, whether it's joy or it's sorrow, I I'm feeling that so deeply. And that is such a, expander, I think for me, when I, I really don't assign things good or bad, I don't really try to control what anything is going to look like, how it's going to look the way it's going to look. Um, obviously like, you know, I still get up and like, I do my job and you know I pay my bills and all that yeah. kind of stuff. I still do the matrixy things that I have to do, but you know, in that, like feeling like I need things to work out a certain way for them to be okay. That is really something I have been able to let go of. And I, I love that you gave that analogy of just kind of like allowing yourself to fall back into surrender because it's that faith, you know, like we, there's like that book by Gabby Bernstein, the universe has your back, but no, like, no, truly, like truly. And I think it is having that faith that like, no matter, no matter what happens, even if it's like the most painful, horrible thing in the world that in whatever way it's meant to, it can turn out okay. And I'm not going to try to pretend to know what that looks like for anybody else 
And I think it's different for all of us. And, you know, I hold the belief that we have soul contracts, you know, and I think that all of us have signed different soul contracts for like what we're here to do and learn and be. Um, but if I have faith that I agreed to something before I came here, then that means that like everything that's happening here, like I, I kind of signed up for in a way. And I know that that's a very controversial thing to say. Yeah. And I know that it's something that a lot of people disagree with. And I completely hold honor and validate, you know, why um, some people feel that way. But I think also on the other side of that, for people like myself, um, and I'm not going to speak for you, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. It really does truly allow me to have that complete, you know, blind faith and surrender and trust that everything really is going to to work out more more than okay and oftentimes better than what i myself had thought it could beautiful i love all of that so much and yeah how life changing is that to be able to shift that perspective and have that foundation of belief and yeah it really can get us through anything i think because, yeah, no matter how awful it feels, if you can still hold on to that belief during those times, then it's just like, it sucks right now and I don't know what's going to happen, but I can just know that it's going to be okay, whatever whatever that'll look like. Yeah. Well, that. And I do think that the other piece of that is really <clears throat> allowing yourself to do the work to know why you're here, you know? And yeah. um, being able to ground into that intention. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people end up feeling very lost. And uh, I talk to a lot of people who are like, I don't know what the point of all this is. I don't know what I'm here to do. Um, I, I don't I don't get it. And and I I hold that as very valid and true. But I think also a lot of times it's because we're not really allowing ourselves to open up our soul, you know, to the possibility of like what you're here to do. And I know that what you're doing now is actually very different than what, you know, you of 10 years ago would have thought that you would have been doing. And so going into kind of like how you found your way into this very soul aligned calling that you are taking action on now, what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, thank you. That's a really, really beautiful piece to what we're talking about, um, having that purpose in life. I feel like, yeah, that's a whole other part to it that I wasn't thinking of in the moment, but that's been huge for me too. Just even just reconnecting and reawakening my creativity that was so shut down when I was in such a rough place. Like, yeah, reconnecting to being creative and creating what I want to see in the world. Um, yeah, has just felt so healing and feeling connected to a life purpose now also has become such an anchor for, yeah, during times of pain. It's like it can, yeah, without having that purpose, it can be so easy to go into, well, what's the freaking point of all this? Why should I get through this pain? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, now having that purpose has, yeah, it's been huge. I would really say in a lot of ways that creativity has saved my life. Um, because it's just so fulfilling. Yeah. And isn't that, because I'm, I'm trying to think about where, where you were at even just like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and I think that it really was just you leaning into it more for yourself, right? For your own enjoyment. And then now it's a business. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Let me think of how I can kind of summarize this. It's been an interesting journey of finding this balance in, okay, like leaving my job and wanting to create something new um, was, yeah, if there feels like there's two pillars to it that I've been finding the balance between. And one is genuinely really wanting to make a positive impact on this earth on humanity and not feeling like I was doing that in my old job and feeling like if I wanted to make the impact I wanted to I want to have and feel called to that I needed to step outside of the box and outside of the systems in place in order to really 
be innovative and creative and and really make an impact. So there's that. And then also wanting to feel fulfilled and enjoy my day to day because we spend so much time at work. If you're working 40 hours a week, like wanting to feel alive and fulfilled. And so those have been kind of two pillars to it. And the big picture, I see that they're one and the same, right? Because it's like, the balance between the individual and the whole and how what's best for the whole is best for the individual and vice versa. And so, yeah, they don't feel separate. And like, in a way, I feel like I've been going back and forth between those two focuses and then realizing that they all play into each other. Um, And yeah, so I, I actually originally started as an artist when I left my job. And then I met you when I was considering going into coaching because I love art and I love creativity and that feels really fulfilling to me. However, I felt like I was missing the piece of really making an impact on others um, Mm. in, in the direct way I know that I'm meant to. You know, like art is beautiful and people make art that really does change people's lives but it just didn't feel like the full picture for me and so I went from just fully allowing myself to focus on being an artist and tapping back into my creativity and just experiencing what it's like to feel fulfilled by the work that I'm doing to then kind of doing a 180 into being like all right that was fun now I'm gonna coach and serve other people like I really wanted to step into selfless service um but then I realized that that was then releasing this part of me that is an artist and is creative and feels really fulfilled by that. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, I've kind of been back and forth like, oh, I need to do what I want to do. No, I need to do what I'm meant to help people. And then it's all come together in my intentional branding work that I'm doing now because um I'm using art and creativity to help other people live their purpose and serve others and create that kind of ripple effect. And I've also come to see that I am in better service when I feel fulfilled and creative and when I'm like in my element. I mean, you see, I feel like when we can look at anyone who's making a really positive impact on the world, a common theme I see is they're in their element, like they're on fire because they're just doing what they love and it just comes so naturally to them and it's just flowing through them. And so, yeah, throughout this windy three and a half years of being an entrepreneur, I really learned that those two come hand in hand and it's like when we're thriving and when we're the most happy, we're able to most impact other people as well and i actually read something in a meditation book a couple of months ago that's really stuck with me and it's so simple but i've never heard it put this way but um when we are in survival mode we naturally can only focus on ourselves like that's how our brain is wired because mm. we are trying to survive and yeah. survival is a very individual thing And so, yeah, I really, that just something really clicked there where I could see in a very like logical, practical, scientific way how taking care of ourselves actually enables us to then move outward and serve other people and actually lean into selfless service rather than this hyper focus on, yeah, just trying to survive and meet our own needs. Yeah. And I actually really love that you brought up, you know, the term of selfless service because this is something uh, you and I had touched on a little bit when we were chatting before we started recording, and it's definitely something that has come into my present a little bit in terms of do I really care or need or want to be, you know, seen as this individual leader who everybody knows my name, and not to say that there's absolutely anything wrong with that. But I do think that there is a certain stereotype when it comes to being a leader that everyone thinks like, okay, like you're at the top of the food chain or the top of the hierarchy. And like, you're the one that's calling all the shots and everybody knows who you are. 
And, you know, where that might be true in certain circumstances, there's a lot of different types of leadership. And there's also the people who are the quiet, you know, leaders. There are the people who are leading from the middle or leading from the back. Just because you're a leader does not automatically mean that you're out in front. It doesn't mean that at all. And I think that honoring our own unique energy type is really, really important to being able to honor our unique leadership style as well. And this is where you can very much be a leader behind the scenes. You can very much be a leader in a support role. You can very much be a leader who is, you know, pushing instead of pulling or guiding instead of, you know, showing. Um, There is a lot of different energy styles when it comes to that. And I think that one of the things that you and I had talked about a little bit was just the fact that it it is impossible really to be a good steward of your energy if you are existing in a relationship to your work that doesn't feel sustainable for you. Yeah. And this is something I've been coming up against a lot lately where I I have a lot of one-on-one work that I'm doing and I feel really lit up when I'm in relationship to my clients but also just cumulatively I'm noticing that what used to feel okay for me in terms of maybe like 20 client hours a week now by the end of the week, I'm like, I really don't want to talk to another freaking person. And who am I not talking to? I'm not talking to my friends. I'm not talking to my fiance. I'm not talking to the people who are actually going to like fill me up and be able to be there and hold space for me. But I'm like, I don't want to talk to anybody. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, we, we definitely need to like revisit that a little bit. And I think also just even in the, we're going to say like conscious community a little bit, like I feel like there is just this, uh, how am I going to say this? We tend to kind of like glorify our leaders a little bit, right? Where it's like, oh my gosh, did you hear about so-and-so or like, you know, so-and-so has developed this new method or like whatever. And, um, And I think that that actually probably shows up in all communities if we're being really, really honest, but it feels even more odd, I guess, to me when we're talking about people in a more conscious community, because if we're saying that like, you know, yeah, like you're really here for the benefit of the collective. And again, that's not to say that you cannot have individual success, that I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that it's not you're a leader or you're a follower, right? I'm saying that there is a lot of different ways to lead. And mm-hmm. I think my question for you in you know that little soapbox that I will step off of right <laughs> now um, is where have you been able to kind of find your own unique leadership in, in all of this? Yeah, I love that question. Yeah, what I've really learned, especially in the context of like personal branding, um, I've really been contemplating this because, yeah, it feels really important to make it about service and really check oneself to see like the intentions behind what you're sharing and like what deep down, what am is this really about me or about serving others and what I've come to understand through the lens of branding is that it really is important to show your face and be behind your brand because it's about building trust human to human and like a a relationship that said it's also very important to be client-centered and customer-focused if you genuinely want to have a service-driven business and project. Um, Yeah. And so it's like finding that balance for me looks like really doing everything from first centering myself and getting myself back to that place of just feeling regulated and like all my needs are met and taken care of and really keeping that in check. And then from there, being able to create content, work with people and be in a place of service. And so, yeah, for me, leading with integrity really looks like 
keeping that in check and staying regulated and checking my intentions and being really honest with myself and calling myself out in moments of realizing that I'm doing something because I want validation and not because I actually am providing value or not that I'm not providing value, but like that's not the foundation I'm coming from. Um, and so, yeah, really keeping the intentions in check and also still not going to the other extreme of hiding and not showing up and because I can go there too. And (laughs) and it's like (laughs) finding that middle ground of being present and being seen, but in a way that's like, let's build a one-on-one equal connection and trust and rather than the hierarchical or the hiding and not being involved in it at all. Mm, yeah. And I really love that you highlighted making sure that you're taking really good care of yourself, right? Yeah. So you're able to serve, you know, from a place of a, a full cup. Yeah. Um, and then also really like kind of auditing your intention. I think that that is, that is really beautiful. And, you know, something else I kind of wanted to um, touch on before we kind of wrapped it up today is the fact that you don't follow anybody on Instagram. <laughs> and I... It's so interesting because I feel like you and I have kept in pretty good communication. I feel like you're pretty aware of like what's going on in my life. I wouldn't necessarily categorize us as like close friends or anything like that. Like I feel very connected to you. And I was like, huh, what? I mean, I don't understand. Like I, I, when you shared about not following anybody, I'd literally go to your page and see that you follow zero people because I was like, this can't be correct because I feel like you're very like in tune with like what's going on. And I would just love if you could just share your realization about that, your intention behind that, why you made that choice. Cause I feel like it's pretty freaking radical for somebody (laughs) who is on social media running a business. And like so many of us who are also in a similar position, don't feel like that's an option for us. Like we just literally, and I'm like, wait, that is just a story that I've been telling myself. So I'd love for you to share a chapter from a different book, if you will. (laughs) Totally. I'm happy to share about it and present another option and show how it doesn't have to be... How do I want to say this? Well, okay, I guess I'll just share the whole thing. Like For me, it came from one of the journeys I've been on of aiming to have no vices. And so I have been over the past many years, one by one, taking a look at all my vices and really clearing them out of my life. And social media has definitely been one. Uh, Before I started a business, I actually didn't, I deleted all of my social media and I wasn't on it at all for maybe six months. And then I was like, oh, shit, I got to get back on because I'm starting a business. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah unfortunately, and- you can't just like put something on a like flag and like raise it up <laughs> out of your van in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere where you're the only person and advertise that way. I don't feel like that would be super effective. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, so yeah, so I got back on social media and I've, I've learned to use it in a whole new way that feels really great and really creativity and surface focus. Now, that said, the newsfeed scroll has really still been such an easy numbing out distraction, especially because I don't take any substances anymore. Like, I've really taken all the vices away. And so... <laughs> So yeah, I've just noticed myself time and time again falling back into a pattern of like when there's something I don't want to feel, I can just go on Instagram and mindlessly scroll. And so I met a friend last year, maybe like, yeah, I don't know, time, (laughs) maybe a year and a half ago. Some time other than today. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I met a friend who had done who had unfollowed everyone on Instagram and I was telling her about how I was just like, oh, I don't have a better relationship with social media. I just find myself getting so pulled in and not using my time and energy how I want to be. It just feels like hypnotizing to me. 
uh, especially the newsfeed specifically. And so she proposed, she gave me the idea. She was like, why don't you just unfollow everyone? And to me, it was like, yeah, at first it's like, what? I could never do that. That's so rude. Uh, people will take it personally. And I'm sure it's now that I've done it, I'm sure so many people have. And yeah, I mean, it comes from the perspective of we need to take care of ourselves and do what's right for our ability to like manage our time and energy. And I really am coming from a place of I want to be of better service to people. And if this is something I need to do in order to have more time and energy to actually help people and create what I want to see in the world, then so be it. Mm. And yeah, it's definitely been a practice of letting go of fear of people taking it the wrong way. And I just figure if someone wants to ask me about it, they're welcome to, you know? (laughs) And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's really interesting to me how there can be all these social norms that we just accept as the only option, but yeah. it's not. And um, yeah, it was cool to make that post and see people be receptive to the idea and be like, wow, this actually sounds really nice. <laughs> I never, <laughs> never felt like I could do that. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, like you said, like... Um, yeah, before we started recording, you're like, "Oh, you don't follow me, so I don't follow." So I was like, "No, I've been checking up on you." <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. yeah, I just I I find other ways to um, stay connected with people, and it just feels more like it's in my hands now rather than just going on and mindlessly scrolling. Instead, I just go check up on people periodically, type their name in or find them in my messages or whatever and be like, oh, what, what have they been up to? And just go and like a bunch of their stuff. And yeah, so I'm still cheering friends on and supporting people's content and just doing it in an alternative way. So yeah, I I love that. I really love that. <laughs> and um, I actually am going to ask my team to please link um, that particular post in our show notes because you give a couple different examples of ways that people can still use social media to connect, which is what it was quote unquote intended for, mm-hmm. um, instead of escaping or numbing or feeling like they're getting sucked into, you know, comparison or analysis paralysis or, you yeah. know, whatever it is, like you can actually choose to use this in a way that benefits you and feels good for you. It's not this like all or nothing. There's maybe a different way to interact with it. Um, and I just feel like part of leadership is being, um, somebody to go first and it's also somebody to give permission. Right. And it was just so radical that I was just like, wait, (laughs) why have I never like even conceptualized this idea? Like how, how is this so radical to me? And it is literally because it was just like a, that that it's just like off limits. It's just like not c- couldn't yeah. even be considered. And you know we're fed so much about like you have to follow other people and engage, and you have to use this many hashtags, and yeah. you have to do this to appease the almighty algorithm, and <laughs> you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, and I think that that's also kind of taking this full circle, going back to that faith and trust, and like the surrender, and really knowing that if you're taking good care of yourself and that if you're in alignment and that you're, you're really, really sure of yourself and your intention, that aligning with that in all ways, shapes or form will ultimately get you where you want to go. And it might take a while, might be like turning a cruise ship, right? And it might not, you know, happen the way that it's happening for other people, but remaining open to receiving in whatever way it's going to come to you. And this is where like I'm so interested because I, you know, I know that you are be you are able to partner with people to offer them your service, which is this beautiful creative work that you're doing. And I'm thinking like, okay, like people are probably finding you through different ways or they're finding you through your content or they're finding you through like personal referrals or like good old word of mouth, you know, like there's probably all these other ways that we're like, no, that's dead. Nobody talks about each other anymore. Like that's not true. (laughs) That is absolutely not true. I think my last three coaching clients were absolutely personal referrals that didn't even know I had social media. Like they didn't follow follow me on social media. They didn't anything. They were given the link to book uh, my free consult called buy 
somebody else that's already a client. And, you know, it had nothing to do with me having a reel with trending audio or like, you know, having good engagement or it had nothing to do with any of that. A lot of my new listeners for this podcast that, you know, you're listening to right now um, are because friends of friends telling friends, you know, like, hey, I listened to this um, and sending it out that way. So it's just, you know, an invitation again to give yourself permission, right? Like if if you take nothing yeah. away from this episode with Indigo, I hope it is that you can give yourself permission to like do this thing however you freaking want to. You can follow zero people on Instagram. You can live in a van in the middle of freaking nowhere. You can, <laughs> you know, you can literally do whatever you want. Um, and I think that when uh, I asked Indigo to be on this podcast, you immediately responded with, sure, I'd love to, but like, why? Like, why do you, you know, like, what's so good? That like, what's so great about me? But you were like, can you reflect back to me? Like why you would even want me to be on this podcast? And I was like, that's so interesting. Nobody's even asked me that before. <laughs> you know, people are like, yeah, sure. Like, give me the link to book, which is great. That's perfect. Um, you know, and if anybody does want me to, you know, answer that question for them, I'm more than happy to do it. Every <laughs> guest I have on here is very intentional and chosen, you know, in a very, very uh, meaningful way. But it was so cool because I was like, <laughs> wow, like you actually really care about knowing what my intention is. And like, if that's something that aligns with where your energy is right now and the things that you want to speak about. And that has nothing to do with like, you know, you respecting me or like, you know, wanting to like be supportive of me. It has to do with you making sure that everything that you're doing is really aligned with your intention. And I thought that was so freaking cool. And, um, it was really fun to be able to answer that for you. And, bring this amazing conversation to everybody. No, thanks, Amber. Yeah, I really appreciate you and um, your receptivity and open mind. Yeah. I think you're just like the coolest <laughs> Indigo. If, if, anyone, if anyone was doubting that, like listening to this, I really, I really, you are, you're a huge inspiration for me. And I so really, much. I love your van life content. I love your creative content if you could kind of let people know how it would feel good for you to connect with them, for them to connect with you, I'd love for you to share that if you're willing. Yeah, sounds great. Um, yeah, I am most I'm most active on Instagram. I'm on like TikTok and Pinterest and LinkedIn and all the things. Um, all the things. <laughs> all the things at Indigo Marigold Design on everything. But yeah, I, I like to use Instagram the most, and I would love it if you reach out. I. Since I don't follow anyone, what I'll do is I will message people instead and actually have a conversation that feels more intimate and it's cool because I feel like it leads to deeper connections. So yeah, feel free to reach out and DM me and and let me know if you have any thoughts that were inspired by this episode. It'd be cool to hear what other I, I just I love I love invoking cool conversations and it'd be cool to to hear what this inspired for others. And yeah, on my Instagram, I offer a lot of tips for branding in a way that will really help support you making an impact in a service-driven way. Um, And yeah, I focus a lot on personal branding, but from a more client-centered, service-focused perspective. So it's a cool combination. It's definitely aligns with the sacred leadership concept. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, hence why I wanted you on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm honored. <laughs> yeah, I'll also be putting out a freebie soon that is a whole workbook on how to create a brand that really makes an impact on people and connects with them. So that'll be available at indigomarigold.com slash free. Oh, okay. Awesome. And then, yeah. you know, when you um, have that link ready to go, you send it over and we'll make sure that that ends up in the show notes for everyone. And I really, 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 really appreciate your time today, Indigo. This was like, this was probably the most reflective I've been uh, in recording uh, an episode. No. So um, thank you for the listeners for um, kind of sticking with me as I was formulating thoughts about uh, all these things to be able to have a conversation with Indigo about all of this. And also really, truly, if you are interested in taking a look at your branding, if you haven't branded yet, um, Indigo really has a truly client-centered, heart-centered 
approach to being able to convey the energy of, you know, your brand, your mission, your vision, your purpose, your project, whatever it is that you are trying to convey to the consumer, to the client, to the customer. Um, I really have loved everything that you've been putting out over there because it it really, really feels more aligned to what we need to get back to, which is actually the humanity in, yeah. in all of this. And, uh, that, the power to do that is really with all of us making some different shifts and choices and being given permission to think a little bit outside the box and do things differently. And that is exactly what you do so beautifully. Oh, thank you so much, Amber. That's such a beautiful reflection and so beautifully said. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. And yeah, such a great conversation. I really appreciate you. And I'm so happy we met. There you have it. Another episode of the Sacred Leadership Podcast on the books. I hope your time spent here served you and nourished you. Join us every Tuesday for more honest conversations and powerful insights. Remember, exceptional leaders share the wealth. Send this episode to someone who would benefit, leave a review to let others know about the show, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Talk to you soon.